Thanks for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Mark Bohr. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. I can't do that. They're going to hear every chomp. I don't suck on mints. I chew them. Does anybody like that? You chew your... It's just... need that burst. Maybe it's a discipline problem. I don't know. Good to have everybody here tonight. The presence of the Lord is, 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 is good. It's really good right now. Amen. I like it. We could just stand here and stare at each other, and I'd be okay with it. Because <laughs> <And laughs> the presence of God is, is here, and it's an enjoyable atmosphere. Amen, amen. Uh, I know some, sometimes in ministering, it ha- it does, it's not just in ministering, because, you know, sometimes this happens in various times, and I don't know your experience. We don't need to compare them one with another, per se. But there's times, you know, recently I'm... Um, when I was I was ministering overseas, and I'm ministering in one service, and I'm thinking, okay, this is pretty good, pretty good, not bad, you know, good, saying some good things, good things are happening, and then I go and I did an- I do another service, and it's like I stepped into the, you know, really the way a better way to describe it, it's like someone took an overcoat and threw it on me, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, it's interesting how, how the Spirit of God will manifest in different ways at different times, and, uh, and good things happen uh, when, when you do. I mean, in that particular service, I remember after I had ministered, uh, well, we, then we went, uh, another pastor and I, Pastor Glenn, who I was with from Glenn Johnson, and, and, uh, and we started ministering to, to pastors and their wives through the laying on of hands. And, and I remember thinking, uh, I wonder if they do catching and stuff over here. And uh, we we're already praying for people, so I couldn't, I wasn't going to ask, but there, we didn't have like we would have ushers in case people, you know, fall of their own volition. <laughs> and I thought, because here, cause all of a sudden, I'm, uh, you know, I lay hands on someone, I'll move to the next person, and they're, and they're, they're, they're losing, they're losing it. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, here. So I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was helping them because it's not carpet either. <laughs> it's hard. I'm thinking they better be under the power of God <laughs> or that's going to hurt. <laughs> and so people started falling and no one's coming to help. So we just keep going. <laughs> and uh, anyway, glory of God manifests in different ways at different times uh, for sure. And uh, how many of you, uh, this is the direction I got uh, while I'm over here. How, how many of you... Uh, paid anything for your salvation anybody in here anybody have to write a check or or anything like that no one paid for it uh, should we charge anybody else should we give them a bunch of hoops to jump through before they can get saved no Jesus said it like this uh, freely you have received freely give and that's that should be the heart uh, of every believer. The more we know what we have been redeemed from, what we've been saved from, and how that came to us simply by the goodness and grace of God, the more thankful we are. Uh, 
but also it should work this in us. The more apt we, we will be to extend that freely given gift to someone else. Knowing, man, I didn't do anything to get this. <laughs> I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. This wasn't about me. And so we'd be quick to, to give to others. Amen? Even, though, even the very undeserving. Because we all know we all fit in that category. And, and so we'd be, we'd be more apt to, to share and to, to share that love and that gift uh, with others. Remember, Jesus said in one place, he said, those who've been forgiven much, that there's, their response to that is that they love much. All right. There are, we recognize this, that not everyone loves the Lord the same, even amongst his family. I mean, really, all through there would be some, and I don't know how we measure that necessarily against one, one another. That's not helpful. But uh, within the, the body of Christ here tonight, some love God more than others. Well, one of the reasons you would do that is because you are fully aware of how much you've been forgiven. And when you are, and there's no doubt some people lived a greater sinful life than others. They sinned more excellently, <laughs> proficiently. I don't know. They, they were really bad. But ultimately, you know, we've all sinned. But the greater awareness of our forgiveness, the greater response of gratitude and of thankfulness and love towards the Savior. Amen. And uh, 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 praise God. Uh, I want to I look at a couple verses, and then we're going to, uh, as the Lord leads us, we're going to do something different. Um, Romans chapter 1, if you're new with us to a, a Wednesday night believers service meeting, then... Uh, Welcome. We're glad you're here. If it looks like we're done, we're, you don't, don't really have a plan. Our, our plan is this. It's just to yield to the Spirit. So we don't really have, first we'll do this, then this, then this, then this, and this, and then we'll say goodbye. We just start. We start and see where we end up. And uh, we do our best to follow the leading of the Spirit. So some things happen you know, unexpectedly, meaning, oh, I didn't know I was going to say that, didn't know this was going to happen, and we, we're okay with that, all right? And if it's out of the ordinary, we're okay with it, right? I mean, one time, we were doing a service like this, just as an example, and I'd never done this before, but the, but, uh, the Lord was leading me to say a few things, and I was speaking some things by the Spirit, and then I said, uh, I said, some of you have financial needs in your life. If you're not ashamed to you know, you don't have a problem acknowledging that. Lift your hands. And, and people, different people around the building lifted up their hands. I said, now the rest of you, be led of the Spirit and go give them money. And they did. And people who had real needs, they, came, they walked out of church with a handful of cash. Some, I mean, I don't, I don't know all the stories. And uh, it's just, be led. I thought, that's a cool service. Whether you are on the giving side or on the receiving side or on the observation saying, look at God move, you know, but things like that are just kind of different, unique. Uh, I wouldn't plan for that. I wouldn't say this is how you do church. But when the Spirit of God leads you to do something, things turn out well. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I remember one of these services we were having. Uh, here I go again. I'm not... <laughs> 
we'll come up to this service eventually. Uh, uh, Amy, you remember, uh, we had everyone down in the front for some reason. <laughs> everyone had gathered at the end of the service. And uh, I remember she, uh, you, know, she, you know, she gets words of knowledge and stuff. And, and, uh, and, she, and she, she pointed out our, our, our children's director, Pastor Doug over here. She said, what did you say? So, someone called, called to the full-time ministry. She said, I think it's you. He said, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is way before he's on staff and stuff. Just uh, I don't know how long you've been coming to the church at that time. But, uh, and, uh, and so that turned out well, and there he is. Amen. Being used of God in full-time capacity to advance the kingdom and you know, minister to our kids and, and, and everything else. So uh, good things happen when you follow the Spirit of God. Yeah. So you're saying the Lord might call me out, might, yeah maybe in front of everybody <laughs> but never we do we, would we embarrass anyone of course uh, but if it's edifying and it's helpful uh, we want it amen thank you Lord praise God Father thank you for what you're working in us tonight thank you for working through us and among us I thank you for the call of God I thank you for the giftings of the spirit of the Lord that are manifest in individuals for you are the one who calls. You are the one who sets in place and appoints individuals for, for your purposes. Thank you, Lord, for handing out assignments in the Spirit. Assignment, jobs from heaven, that people might walk in the fullness of your calling and anointing and gifting in Jesus' name. Amen. Something on that. Everyone say, Psh. <laughs> In Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, Paul wrote here, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Uh, well, what's the power of God? The gospel of Christ. The gospel means good news. The good news of the anointed one. The good news of our Savior. The good news of the Lord Jesus. What is that? Uh, the power. It is the power of God. That's good. So if I, if I wanted the power of God to be on display in demonstration, what should I do? Well, I should... I should talk about the gospel, the good news. Huh? There's a lot of bad news. That's not what brings the power of God. What does? Good news. Amen. Could, could, we, uh, could we smile at anybody at any time and say, hey, I've got good news? Yeah. Do you? You do. You'd be telling the truth. All you need to do is know it, know what the good news is, and it's the gospel the good news of Jesus that are basically that you've been delivered your sins have been washed away you've been crucified with Christ he's taking care of the sin problem the curse has been broken we've been redeemed huh Jesus is alive he's been raised from the dead he's not holding our sins against us anymore he's wiped our slate clean he's given us a fresh start hallelujah that's good news and you can look at anyone at anyone at any time no matter what they're doing no matter what they look like 
No matter what they say, you can say, I've got good news for you. Now, of course, it's up to them whether they receive that good news, but what if you started off just like that? Hey, I got good news. How many are going to want to know it? Yeah. But it is the power of God to salvation. What saves people? Power does. What brings that power? What brings saving power? Just the message. Simple good news. Amen. And, and, and it's important to have faith in that power. Meaning, when you do deliver the good news, now you trust it. You trust it. Watch. Not trust yourself. Not trust, did I say it perfect? Did I do it exactly right? No. Trust the power that's contained in the gospel. So if you've shared the gospel, if you've spoken good news, then what? Step back and let it work with anticipation and expectation. Here it goes. What's it doing? It's working in them. It'll grip someone with, you know, things that don't even make sense. I got a report. I'm looking to see if I can find, I got a report just recently about someone who had gotten saved in a, in a, in a service. And they said one of the individuals that got saved they said they were, they're high in the political arena, and, and they said they were an atheist. And they said they even named their child Darwin. And then, I, and then we gave an altar call, you know, one, two, three, bam, gave an altar call, and their hand went up. See, people want you to believe that that, that, that can't happen. Especially if you know the person. You think, I got this relative, I got this friend or this spouse or this child. Man, they're closed. They're hard. They're, they're, they're an atheist or there's something like that. They're just not open. But there's power in the gospel. Amen. The power in the gospel has an ability to break down thinking. And it will go beyond their comprehension. Amen. And this is happening all the time. This is happening everywhere people who are adamantly opposed to the Lord and, 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 and the truth of the gospel are changing. And they themselves in the beginning can't even explain it because it's not just about a, a, a mental uh, reconciling of all facts that they've ever learned. They will just come to a place and say, hmm, I know that's right. I've had individuals, I've talked, spoken with individuals who sit right across from me and say, I could see they're kind of like frustrated and overwhelmed and everything all at the same time. And they say, I know what you're saying is right. <laughs> but they still have to make a decision to, you know, take that step and receive. But there's something about the gospel and having faith in the gospel. It, it is the power of God. You believe that it works. I'm amazed continually. On, you know, on Sundays when we give calls and people receive the Lord, many of you have received the Lord and have been a part of those. I'm amazed at it. The fact that I could just say this and just do a little brief explanation and, 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 and people came in. They didn't know they were going to do this. They didn't plan on doing this. They just came to church for all different reasons. But people came. They didn't know they were going to do this. And all of a sudden... Yes, I'm going to make Jesus my Lord. I'm going to make Him my Savior. I'm going to give my whole life to Him. 
I'm not going in the kitty end. I'm going in the deep end of the pool. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do this. And I think, wow, how did that happen? There's power in the gospel. If we'll declare it, God will get all over it and change people. We should believe this. We should. I remember, uh, man, I'm saying way more than I thought, I would say, about this. Uh, I, I remember years ago, hearing this one individual, he was telling this, his story about how they were out um, at this restaurant, outside of this restaurant, and they were catching people, going in and out, and talking to them, probably more coming out, talking to them about the Lord, trying to strike up a conversation. And, uh, and he said, I talked to this one individual, and, and I started sharing with them about the Lord, and they didn't want to have anything to do with it. I said, I don't want, I don't want to have anything to do with that. He said, all right. Uh, he said, but let me just tell you this. Can I just tell you this one thing? Then I'll let you go. Let me just tell you this one thing so, so that when you do change your mind, that you'll know what to do. And the, and the person said, well, I'm not going to change my mind. I'm, uh, I mean, I don't ever want that. I don't ever want. He said, I know. He said, but, but when you do change your mind. He said, I just want to tell you this one thing so that you'll know. And the guy again, no, I'm not going to change my mind. This is the way I am. He said, but no, but, but, but when you do, I want to make sure you have this. And uh, why did he do that? He believed that, the, that there was power in the gospel. Okay. And so he, he gave him Romans 10, you know, 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And he said, did you get that? You know, and then finally, you know, the guy, yeah, yeah. And he wanted to get out of there. And so he just went his way saying, thank you, Lord. Got the gospel in. Amen. Told him what to do. And, uh, and he went back there. I don't know, the next night or a couple nights later, went back there. That guy came looking for him. The guy that wouldn't want anything to do with it. And, and, and he said, I haven't been able to sleep. <laughs> he said, I haven't been able to get those words out of my mind. I haven't been able to get away from this. What happened there? Power of the gospel. But that, notice how it worked, though. It was connected to the individual who said, I believe in the power of the gospel. I just need to get the word out there so the Holy Spirit can take it and work with it. Huh? And people come to the Lord in all different ways, but I tell you what's consistent is the power of the gospel ministers to them. We're not just convincing a mind. It's God getting a hold of someone, and they just know, I need to do business with God. I need to get right with Him. Look over with me at, at uh, the book of Mark. Mark chapter 16. Thank you, Lord. This is, this is one of the places. It's at right at the end of the book there. One of the places where, uh, where Jesus spoke to his disciples prior to his ascension, prior to returning to heaven. Uh, and he, we get a little bit at Matthew. We get some in Mark. We get some over the book of John. We get some in the first part of the book of Acts. You kind of have to put all those together, and you get more of a full picture of what he said. Okay, this is part of it. But this is real important. In Mark 16, verse 15, he said to them, uh, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Do, to, do what? what? What were they supposed to preach? The gospel or the good news. He said, I want you to preach it 
What, what is preach? Preach is just say it, proclaim it, tell it, be a herald, get this word out there, shout it out. Okay, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. I, I remember um, when, when I was uh, in Bible school uh, years ago, there was uh, certain individuals that would come along, and, and, and I, I can remember this phrase, people talking about having a go ye spirit. King James says, go ye Y-E. You ever use that word, ye? Ye. This one just says, go into all the world. But they would talk about the go ye spirit. In other words, they were trying to help because some individuals, they would just learn and learn and learn and receive and sit. And how many know that was never God's plan for us? That we just receive and receive and receive and receive and, oh, that was good. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And they might shout, and they might jump up and down. They might do some, you know, have some fun. I don't mean they have a, a bad heart. Didn't mean, mean they, they uh, don't love God at all. But they didn't have that go-ye in them. And, and these uh, certain ministers, certain evangelists, certain ones would come in and, and, and try to stir up in us a go-ye spirit. I've got to go do something for God. I've got to get up and go. I've got to go make something happen. I've got to go get the word out there, get the gospel out there. Amen. And, and, and I wonder, I wonder if, if, how many in here have a go ye spirit. I, I, know, I know for some, uh, go ye might mean, you know, go a long ways away. For most of us, it might mean go ye across the street. It might mean go ye to the, uh, the, the cubicle down the aisle. It might mean go ye in some local fashion you know most of us that's that's the case and for some you know again it might be go ye into a, another part of the world uh, nevertheless go ye is a good thing it's a good spirit to have about us as opposed to sit ye <laughs> you know what I'm talking about I won't have that sit ye spirit I want that go ye something in me that says that says go and do and do this yeah uh, and I, I recognize this, that there are gifts in the, in the body of Christ. In fact, look at Ephesians 4 with me. There are different gifts, uh, different callings. Uh, one of those callings is called, uh, and it, it's, it's called an evangelist, an evangelist, an evangelist. Right? In the words, they're a, they're a proclaimer. They're one who proclaims. They're, they are especially anointed uh, to proclaim the gospel. Everybody with me? Yeah. See, that, that, that's a good thing. I, I, I have it in my heart that the Lord is raising up more evangelists in our day. Evangelist. It's not the same as a pastor. It's not the same as a teacher. It's not the same as a prophet. It's not the same as an apostle. It's an evangelist. Meaning their primary drive is go. It's go tell. It's proclaim. It's makes. I've got to let someone know. Now, I'm not an evangelist. I'm a, I'm a pastor and a teacher. I, I do the work of an evangelist, though. Like Paul told Timothy. He told Timothy, he, said, he didn't say, Timothy, new calling. You're an evangelist now. He didn't tell him that. 
but he, and Timothy was a pastor at Ephesus. But he did tell him, do the work of an evangelist. And so I feel like I should do that as well. That even though that's not my calling per se, um, I, I should do that work. All right. And I think all of us, to some degree, to some degree, should do that work. Uh, in Ephesians 4, you, you might recall over there in, 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 I don't necessarily need to read it, but I'll, I want to point something out. Uh, but in verse 11 is where he talked about how the Lord gave gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, right? Those, that's referred to uh, as the five-fold ministry gifts, okay? Not everybody has one of those gifts. It's, these are selected by, by God. Uh, but I, this is interesting to me, and I, I want to, um, I just want to, I want to say something, and I'm not declaring a doctrine and saying this. I'm just kind of uh, explaining an observation, all right? If I back up to verse 7, and this is what I want to point out, in Ephesians 4 and verse 7, it, it reads, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. According to, see, we're given grace. Grace is many things, but one thing it is, is it's an ability, ability to do something. Okay, you can, when you're graced for something, it comes easy to you. All right, uh, for example, uh, if someone is not graced to pastor and they try to pastor it's going to be a long hard life but someone who is graced there's something there that is enabling them to do it uh, if someone is graced to be an evangelist and I've noted this in certain individuals uh, through, through my life and some I've been around when I see someone who's called to the office of an evangelist I'm impressed at how easy it is for them to get people saved <laughs> it's like wow that is a gift of God I mean if they just come, they just stand up and say Jesus loves you and died on the cross and everyone's hand goes up <laughs> and, and, and you know and even the people who are already saved <laughs> yes <laughs> I want to get saved again that was so good <laughs> what is that there's a real gift there. there's a real grace upon a person's life and uh, and that's valuable the Lord calls individuals certain individuals to do these things and uh, and we need them we totally need them they're necessary uh, um, amen I mean some of us think as far as well-known people we think of like Billy Graham you know and how many people when he just preaches a simple basic message of the gospel and people come to the Lord you know by the droves uh, when, when he does that I think praise God I've been around others that they gave a uh, you know in a public place gave an altar call and I thought that is amazing that is so powerful that is obviously a gift of God uh, and then I've known others I, I'm this one individual that I'm thinking of uh, his name is Tom and, and and he was a he would do ministry in full-time ministry but it was very interesting he had won thousands of people to Christ that got saved one-on-one. -on -one. He'd go to the gym and lead people to the Lord right and left. And I think, you know, sometimes we might have a misconception of what it looks like to be a proclaimer, a herald of the gospel. 
and we think that always has to be in a, in a, in a church or in an arena or some public setting where there's a big crowd. But he would, he would win many, many people, more than most churches would win in their lifetime of existence, one-on-one, just in a conversation. And, uh, and, and he told me, when I, when I was talking to him about that one time, I said, well, tell me how, how that look, what, what does that look like when you're doing that? But he, he was explaining, he said, most of the time, it takes like a minute. You know, and then people would be praying with him. And I think, that's the power of the gospel. See, we think, and I know some people are going to, some people are going to want to discuss things, but most of the time when you're relying on God to minister to people, it goes beyond human thinking and, and answering every question they could ever come up with and coming up with a perfect answer for every objection. We literally believe in the power of God to change someone. It changed me. It changed you. And, and that's what's going to change other people. So I want to be confident in the power. Uh, and here, here's what I was going to point out. This is my, I'm not making an absolute doctrinal statement or, or anything like this. It seems to me, it, it looks like to me by observation that you have individuals that are fully, full-blown called into a ministry office, one of those five-fold ministries. Uh, and that's for sure. That's fact. That's true, period. But it's, it seems by observation that I run into a lot of individuals who aren't necessarily called into fivefold ministry, but seem to have inclinations along those lines, like they have a measure of Christ's gift. Meaning, I, I, I know that are, there are individuals in here, you're not called to do what I do as a pastor, but some of you are very pastoral. There's it's like you have, there is a measure of Christ's gift in you, and you do operate in some of the same things that, that I'm called and gifted to do. It's just in a different way. And there are others, they're not called as full-blown, five-fold ministry gift teachers, but they sure are inclined to be able to explain things to people. And then others, they don't have the gift at all. They can't explain their way out of a wet paper bag, you know. I mean, and that's not a problem. It's just that's not there. You know, if it's not there, fine. <laughs> right? But I also see that in, in, in other giftings, like an evangelist. There may be some tonight that that's totally, you're, you're calling five-fold ministry evangelist. And there might be others who you just seem to operate in that grace to some degree. Maybe you're not supposed to quit your job and travel the world and preach the gospel and have mass crusades and Reinhard Bonnke and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Maybe, maybe that's not, but there's something in you more than others. And I wonder, I wonder if you, if you would, uh, if you would look at yourself. Uh, again, I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm, let me back up. I'm talking to 100% of us are to go ye into all the world. That works on some level with every single one of us in some form or fashion. I don't want to take anyone out of that, uh, that great commission. However, there are some that are definitely more stirred, about, stirred up about this than others. Maybe individuals in here, you could identify, I get people saved easier than other people. 
Meaning when you share the gospel with someone, you, when you share the love of people are more apt. In fact, you have a list, whether you wrote them down or not. But I mean, if you, have, you could look back and say, I've led quite a few people to the Lord in my life. Or some are like that. Or others would describe it this way. I care about lost people more than I think others do. And you're not saying that in a judgmental way to criticize or put someone else down. You just know, I really, it really matters to me. I see people and my heart goes out to them for their salvation, not just for their natural needs or, you know, if they're hurting in some area. That's, we're all compassionate, I think, in some regards. But your heart goes out to them and you see people and you want to know if they know Jesus. I mean, and you think, does everyone feel this way? Because it seems like this works in me. And so it's either you're given towards it, you're inclined to do it, you have a heart for it more than the average person by your own judgment. Um, and I think it's good to acknowledge this. I think it, it's right to be able to identify. I'm not so concerned about getting it wrong, like there's some kind of penalty if you get it wrong. I think it's good for us all at times when we can identify something that God is doing in us and, and say He is. And say, yes, I see, Lord. I believe that you are working that in me. When you give yourself to it, things change. Okay, I, I know for uh, the calling of God on my life, when I, when I took steps to fulfill it and I started saying things to other people, Yes, I, I believe God wants to. That's how it started, because I, I wouldn't fess up to everything at first. But I believe God wants to do something with me. I believe He wants to do, uh, I tell people, He wants to do something great through me. And, uh, and I would acknowledge that. I'd take steps towards it. What happened is then I would be enabled. I'm, I'm stepping into His, his grace. I'm giving place to it. I'm saying, yes, I acknowledge this is God. And, and, and as the Lord would stir us up in these days, in these last days, uh, I, I know that he's moving on some individuals to rise up and to be proclaimers, to be heralds of the good news. That what that looks like in your life, I don't know. My, Again, probably different for all of us to some degree. But there's something stirring on the inside that says, mm. and if it's not, chill, don't worry. Have a go ye spirit, but you have another gift. You might be inclined towards something else, and that's not lesser than. But I am saying this, this is what the Lord served in my heart right in the middle of this service. In fact, I prayed out the word evangelist one time right before the, the service as I, as I prayed in the spirit and I heard, I heard that and I thought oh well, that's nice and, <laughs> and I didn't know what to do with that so I put it aside but then when we got in the service I thought yeah the Lord wants to stir people up and, uh, and individuals to even acknowledge um, his working in their life in that area and you'll step into it and God will use you oh he'll use you tremendously and many people will come to the Lord not all people come, not all people get saved in a church altar call. 
Not all people get people get saved all over the place in different ways, and, and young people and old people, and and uh, in different ways. Uh, but I know this: it's necessary for the body of Christ to rise up with a myriad of different types of of giftings. But some of them, it's this: it's that go ye evangelist spirit on the inside of them. Amen. Tonight, let's uh. Let's do some uh, sounds tunes. tonight. I want to just have I want to have this kind of. A, uh, we hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.